0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Yes Ma'am. To be honest, I wasn't sure if I would do this. I have a, a lot of anxiety even thinking about talking about this. But like I've said before, starting this podcast was and is a form of therapy for me. As many of you know... my mom died on Sunday, December 18th in the late night, early morning hours. She went to the hospital on Friday morning and we literally lost her the next day. December 17th was my niece's birthday. My siblings planned to take the kids to go skating and I wanted to join them as my niece is also my goddaughter and I often miss celebrations due to work. I usually work all day Saturdays, but I had a last minute reschedule, which happened to be my last appointment for the day. So I ended up getting out early to be able to make it to skating. Before heading out, I even told my employees Jesus wants me to be there. It turns out, God wanted me to be with my mom. As soon as I got out of work, I went to take my dad food, since he had been with my mom all day at the hospital. And I realized she wasn't better. She was getting worse. There was not a more helpless, gut-wrenching feeling than having my own mother pass out in my arms. It was very traumatizing to witness my mother's pain and feeling so useless not being able to do anything for her. Calling in nurses to help her, but no one knowing what to do. I'm not gonna go into too much detail about what happened out of the respect for my mom, siblings, and dad. (laughs) But when the doctor said out loud the feeling I already knew, the words, I don't believe she's gonna make it through the night. You need to prepare yourselves. I felt like I was going to die. (laughs) I just remember crying out loudly. I felt like all the air was taken out of me. The fear I had confirmed true. So I yelled out. I sobbed. I paced. I sat on the hospital floor, alone. I screamed, why? I'm so damn mad. She was taken from me too early. The shit she went through to finally be able to live and it all to be taken away from her too quickly, from us. Like, what the fuck? Like, we just recorded my last three episodes together telling her life story i questioned god is there a god why would god do this why would god put someone through so much pain and suffering when finally given the chance to embrace her dream her family and take her from it i'm mad no one loved her the way she should have been protected the way she should have been but yet she loved us The way she did, her kids, her husband, her grandbabies, with every ounce of her being. She broke that fucking cycle, and she made a better future for herself. At thirteen years old, she decided no more. She left a broken family to create a new one, and did a damn good job at it, if I say so myself. I selfishly thought. After she passed, while looking at her in her hospital bed, how are you not gonna see me get married? How are you not gonna see me have babies? How are they not gonna have their Nana? I sobbed. I don't have a mom anymore. I don't have my mom. What is the strength everyone is talking about that I have? Where is it? Because I'm barely surviving. It's like the moment my brain starts registering what happened and I start derailing, I stop. My brain wants to shut off and get distracted because it cannot deal with the pain and agony of not having my mom. My mom. (laughs) No one knows the pain of losing a parent than a person who's lost a parent. There is nothing you can say to make that person feel better. Absolutely nothing. I had a woman who was older than my mom tell me that she lost her mom 12 years ago. And she'll randomly find herself crying to herself that she no longer has her. That the pain is still the same. And you just learn to live with it. My heart literally felt like it was breaking. And I sobbed for hours. How can I live with this pain and survive for 12 more years? How? I keep forgetting what day it is. Her passing feels like it happened yesterday. It replays, in my head nightly, what I can remember. I can have an okay day, but at night, as I lay with my thoughts, it's the worst thinking, what if? What if she had gone to the hospital sooner? What if I had pushed the hospital staff harder? What if I was there more? (laughs) The what ifs kill but we can't help but think them. We try and focus on the good, on the happy, in the midst of overwhelming sadness. Luckily, my siblings, dad and I are all very close. We have each other, that's all we need. Most of us are the type to cope together and alone, a mix of both. We want to lean on each other when needed, but also need space to deal with our own thoughts and feelings. And what I've realized, Hispanics, Mexicans, don't get that. Not all Mexicans, but most don't understand those boundaries. They think, let me show my support and be there with you for hours to distract your mind, but it'll be at your house. Do you have enough food for all these people? What are you feeding everyone? And what I've learned about myself is that I am a lot like my mom in the kitchen. And not just because I'm a good cook. I'm very jealous of my kitchen and now my mom's kitchen. When my dad doesn't have the energy to even think about feeding himself, what makes you think I'm concerned with your hunger? Or help you find something you want in my mom's kitchen, now my kitchen. The kitchen is where my mom and I bonded a lot. It was our space. I'm the cook I am today because of her. And I do not want people coming to my house after I just lost my mom to host you. I do not have the energy or patience to host people that, to be honest, I don't really care for. Were you there for my mom? Did you love her and show her the appreciation she deserved? Then get the fuck out my house, is what I wanted to say. All my mom wanted was a family. All her life. Because she didn't have anyone. She wanted any and all of my dad's family to be hers. And a lot of them did not reciprocate those same feelings. And I can't be around those people. And you know, maybe it's my anger of what happened feeding into this rant. But I just don't have the patience. I understand those who come to support and they, they show their support by bringing food or beverages for my dad to talk to him for an hour or two max and then leave. They, you don't even have to bring anything. But don't overstay. You're welcome. When you come at 5pm and stay till 10, let alone all day, when my dad eats dinner at 5.30 and goes to lay down for bed at 7, I need you to get the fuck out. My concern is him. He's too nice and in too much pain to tell you anything, but me, I'm not that nice. (sighs) I will say, it's gotten better. People aren't showing up as often as my sister and I have put on social media about our space. And I'm really happy that they have respected it, and I do notice it, and I do appreciate it. And I know this may have upset people, but to be honest, I really don't give a fuck. My mom, unapologetically, said whatever she felt and came to mind, so I'm doing the same. I'm sticking up for her, because she can't for herself anymore. I dreamt of my mom. The day after her viewing. I had been waiting to see when she'd visit me. I begged her to. I had woke up early that morning, realizing I'm still living this life. And she didn't come and see me. And I told myself, go back to sleep. So I did. As soon as I fell asleep, I found myself dreaming. I'm on a boat. A small boat getting to shore and as soon as i stumble off i turn around and find my mom getting off another one farther down i scream mom i bolted to her she was smiling at me still looking like her i attacked her with my arms and we rolled onto the ground she was laughing and smiling at me (laughs) And then I woke up. It was such a quick dream. And I cried. I cried because I finally saw her. I cried because I realized when we fell to the ground, she didn't say ow. My mom was a very fragile woman. Both her legs had been broken when she was a young teen. Very thin skin due to her weight loss surgery. She had broken her wrist shortly before her passing and she didn't say ow. I knew she was letting me know she's no longer in pain. We got her ashes back today. I arrived to my parents a bit after my dad and sister got her, as I just wasn't ready. And my mom can now fit in my hands. <laughs> There's no worse feeling. Something I do feel good about is that before giving her this platform to tell her story, I asked her all those questions years prior. I cared. I made my mom feel important. I made her life before she created life feel important. I made her inner child finally feel seen. I know in my heart I helped her. The type of therapy she never received. And that's something I'll always feel good about. Some people don't realize their parents also have traumas. Traumas they've possibly never healed from. I'm so happy I was that nosy child, not afraid to ask questions about her traumas. Because I think I helped heal her by making her talk about it. Older generations go on about life, never talking about what fucked them up, and end up creating more fucked up people. Unfortunately, that didn't happen with her. She was different. She's a goddamn legend. I'm glad that understanding her background made me a more, much more empathetic person, more compassionate person. Not just with others, but with her. I understood my mom so much better. Learning her story, which made me never take her for granted. I love you, Ma. Espero que salgo bien chingona como usted. I really do hope you get to meet my kids before I do. You were the greatest, Nana. And I'm so damn proud to be the daughter of Victor Itrina Torres. Thank you, everyone, for listening.